Welcome to episode 27 of Lifting the Kilt on Men's Health, a podcast series run by Men's Health Done Under. Each episode, we normally focus on a different area of men's health, but today we are doing something a bit different. I am, as usual, joined by Brad Butt, pharmacist and founder of Men's Health Done Under, and I thought it would be good to discuss with Brad an exciting journey he is about to take, both literally and figuratively. Before we get to the upcoming journey, I think it'd be worthwhile if you could remind our listeners of the journey that's got you to this point. Okay, Warwick, thanks for that. Yeah, it's um, it's been a bit of an interesting journey and maybe one worth recapping just briefly for new listeners and old listeners as well. So I'm a pharmacist. I was uh, brought up in regional New South Wales at, in Armidale, Barnaby Joyce Territory, and uh, mum and dad had a little farm. Mum's a nurse and... Uh, Dad did a bit of farming and a bit of bit of work in town as a building surveyor. Um, anyway, that kind of kind of set us up a little bit in terms of this idea of how men feel in regional areas and sometimes how it can be hard for them to access the services they need. And um, you know, even in my work today, we still see a lot of regional men who battle with erectile dysfunction and prostate cancer and those sorts of things. So. Fast forward from my time in Armidale, I ended up going to university in Wagga and studied pharmacy and after that got registered in Canberra, which is where I still live. I've got a little family, we've got four kids uh, and a, a lovely wife, Amanda, and, um, and I still practice at the community pharmacy, which is much like the one down the road from your place, Warwick, and the one down the road from everybody else, where you can go in and you can get your medicine and see the pharmacist and they'll give you a vaccination and we do all that stuff as well, so that we're out at Coolerman Court Pharmacy here in Canberra. So I work out there four days a week, and one day a week I spend in our clinic here in Canberra. We've got a men's health clinic, which is pharmacist run in Canberra, and um, and we see men from all walks of life for all different sorts of men's urological health issues. Um, it all started back in the pharmacy. One of our regular patients popped in and he'd said he needed a penis pump, and I remember he was the sort of character that would come into the pharmacy and he'd tell you a joke often and uh, it was often one of those dirty jokes and they call you in close and a bit closer so that nobody overheard the joke and um, you had a bit of a chuckle and got on with your day and uh, it was always lovely to see this gentleman and anyway he came in and he said I need a penis pump and I thought he was having a lend of me a bit of a joke if you will so I said oh yeah right good I pull the, pull the other leg and um, he said no 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 I'm not joking I said oh okay we better have a chat so anyway we had the conversation and um, Turned out he'd had prostate cancer and he didn't quite know where to go to get any help. He'd been told to get a penis pump, but crikey, that wasn't the sort of thing that you'd ask your, your wife about, or your partner about, or your next door neighbour, or even a friend. It was a bit embarrassing. So he trusted his local pharmacist to perhaps be able to support him and help him find this, this piece of equipment. And my brain went to the internet and thought, well, we'd just buy one off a porn website, I suppose, or one of those sorts of adult stores. That wasn't what his doctor wanted. His, his urologist wanted a medical grade pump. So I called his doctor and his doctor pulled me into the office and said, right, this is what we need. This is what we're going to do. How do you feel? And I said, yeah, yeah, no worries. I'm happy to help. So anyway, the short of the long story was we ended up getting these pumps from America and, um, and it was a bit, of a, a bit of a joke at the time, but it's now something that we actually take really seriously and we've become very passionate about because the sad thing is, Warwick, that there's very few people that work in this space, be it doctors, nurses, urologists. Um, so we've found that there is this need and there's guys all around the country that need the support but don't know where to find it. It's not just about finding a penis pump. We've discovered it's 
How do you get an erection after prostate cancer? What do you do when your libido's low? How do you manage this incontinence? How do you manage the side effects of prostate cancer more generally? And, and, and that's just prostate cancer. That's not erectile dysfunction and Peyronie's disease and all the other conditions that we've discovered exist out there where guys are you know, really looking for help but don't know where to find it. So that's kind of the backstory. So Brad, as a, as a healthcare professional, as pharmacists are, like speaking from a pharmacist's point of view and also what you know from like a GP and other medical professionals, how much do people know about this area, you know, by default? Like you've specialised, you've spent 10 years now studying and educating you in this area. There's no real course on it, so to speak, is there? From a rehabilitation point of view, a urologist can help cure prostate cancer by operating, but from this rehabilitation, especially this post post-prostate cancer surgery area, what did you know or what do you find out that the, the normal um, GPs and you know, people know about this area? Well, this is the thing, right? And I, and I, you know, I, I know we've talked about this previously. When you go through school, you talk about sexual health and you might talk about the penis and the testicles and maybe you talk about the prostate, but for the average man on the street and his partner, they wouldn't, they wouldn't think about the prostate, frankly. They don't know much about it. it maybe it exists. I don't know where it is. I've had, I've had women tell me they've got a prostate, but you know, we know women don't have a prostate. So I think that there's a lot of a lack of information generally for, for most blokes. And I think the average general practitioner might have a number of patients with ED, but they may or may not have a patient that's had prostate cancer in the last five years. And I think that that makes it hard for the GP. You know, they're limited by time. Their knowledge is is so broad. They're like a multivitamin. They know everything. They know about all the different disease states and just a little bit about it enough to to help you know the average patient. But prostate cancer is one of those afflictions that requires you to know a lot more information than just a little bit. So, I mean, for the GPs, it's a real challenge. And I think some of them are great with managing this stuff, and some of them, frankly, find it you know almost um, almost frightening at times because it. It is such a specialised area. Um, and, you know, the prostate cancer nurses at the PCFA are fantastic, but also they're, they're hard to get sometimes and they may not be necessarily in regional and remote parts of the country. Um, and, you know, the, the primary focus often is around making sure the guy has his treatment, be it, you know, surgery or if it's unfortunately spread and metastasized. You know, a lot of the time the nurses are in this position where they're actually a liaison to ensure that the patient's coping with the, the treatment for the metastatic prostate cancer, managing incontinence, managing their mental health. And the erectile side of things can go a bit by the wayside. Um, but we know that, speaking to the men over the last 10 years, the erectile side of things is actually something that's pretty important, both in terms of intimacy, but also in terms of having a penis which you can ur urinate comfortably with. Um, you know, So the length of the penis becomes important. There's a lot of stuff that probably is um, under-managed in, in that sort of in a penile area. Um, so that's kind of the gap we fill. Yeah, so fast forward today, you've set up an organisation called Men's Health Down Under. So what does Men's Health Down Under do? Like you're, you're primarily run by pharmacists, so there's a gap there. Where's it start from when, what Men's Health Down Under does and where does it end um, or where does it get handed off to other sort of allied healthcare professionals? Yeah, I think it is important to note that what we do at Men's Health Down Under as pharmacists, and we, we do have a nurse and we've got a couple of GPs that are going to be working with us in the not-so-distant future. So we, we, it's important to note that we do work as part of a multidisciplinary team, and of course that's the best way for guys to get good outcomes, to be involved with a physio, to be involved with a psychologist, a, a GP, you know, a nurse, an exercise physiologist, 
um, all all the sort of people that specialize in that area. And it might be a generalist exercise physiologist, um, but equally if we can find a men's health specific one, all for the better. So um, patients are typically referred to us by the urologist, their general practitioner, the, the psychosexual therapist, uh, a, you know, a, a physiotherapist, um, a nurse, self-referred in fact. We get a lot of blokes that are referred just on their own accord. They come and see us because they'd heard about us um, or a friend had told them about us. So a guy can come into the program or come and see us at any point in time. Um, we can, of, of course, do video conferencing calls and, and, and teleconferences with the patients if they're not local to Canberra. We do have offices in most capital cities now across Australia with the exception of Adelaide and Darwin. Um, so, that, you know, if you are in those capital cities, you can actually see a, a local pharmacist or a nurse in the men's health and under realm and, um, and, and get the advice. Um, and they can be self-referred at any point in time. We can have a chat, help, help them figure out a bit of a strategy, a bit of a goal, help them understand what's going on. And if we need to refer them on to somebody else within that multidisciplinary healthcare team, we can, or back to their own GP for, for, for follow-up so that they can further discuss the, the recommendations with them. Um, and then we, we, it's funny, we, um, some patients, that's all they need. And they go and see their GP, get a prescription for whatever the product is, and, and they're on their way, they're happy, they're, they're, the problem's fixed um, largely for the time being. We do get patients that we see, you know, three monthly, six monthly, 12 monthly. Uh, again, just to follow up, make sure that they're managing okay, that they're doing all right. Because what we know is that sometimes the guys can sort of be left to their own accord and that doesn't necessarily bode well for them because they'll do it for a bit, but then they'll give up on it. It's all too hard and we see that time and time again. Um, with prostate cancer patients, erectile dysfunction patients, because, you know, it's hard to talk about it and you don't necessarily want to keep bringing it up and look like that bloke who's hell-bent on having sex. But it's not about that. It's about living a happy and healthy life and maintaining general penile health. So, guys, it's interesting, do ebb and flow and they come in and out of the service on a sort of as-needed sporadic basis, which is really cool. So it's not it's not like you're locked into doing something every week or month with us. You know, it's it's sort of user user-based or patient-based according to their needs and they're always welcome to float in and out of our clinics and talk with us. Now you did mention um, the service really started around helping rehab someone who'd had prostate cancer and I think most of your patients these days are people who are suffering prostate cancer but there's other areas as well isn't there some of them much less known and maybe um, areas you know blokes have sort of suffered in silence with um, as well that you do assist so what would those other areas be? Yeah, primarily it's some um, things like incontinence and there's things you can get for incontinence like penile clamps. A lot of blokes and a lot of physios and even urologists are not particularly familiar with penile clamps. So they're just used to block the urethra so that the guy doesn't leak. So we use them a lot for blokes that are wanting to be in their swimmers because, you know, if you're leaking urine and it gets on your swimmers and they dry out, not when you're swimming so much, but when they dry out, if you're sitting around a pool with friends on holidays, you know, it can be quite embarrassing and smell and be uncomfortable. Uh, for golf as well, you know, if you're out at golf or a meeting, penile clamps can be really useful and can save guys having to wear incontinence pads or pull-ups. Um, Peyronie's disease, which is where the penis bends, most most guys have got a bit of curvature in their penis naturally, but but it becomes problematic when the bend is such that it makes penetrative intercourse difficult. Um, it can affect erectile strength and length as well, um, so that's something that can be a real issue for blokes, uh, and they don't know where to turn. And and you know, from the urologist's perspective, there's not a whole lot of options. So that, that can be a bit frustrating for both the patient and the doctor. So we often find ourselves helping those blokes as well. Um, erectile dysfunction, super common. 
premature ejaculation. And I think sometimes that sort of gets, you know, laughed about because it's not really a, a medical condition, but it absolutely is. We know that there's a number of guys out there that suffer with premature ejaculation, which can impact on their ability to, to conceive um, children, you know. So that can be a real problem. And there's some really good stuff that we can do to help blokes with premature ejaculation um, or just help them last longer. Um, you know, we help with a bit of male fertility stuff as well. So we talk to the guys about their fertility and how they can improve their health and general well-being so that they're more likely to conceive and have healthy sperm um, and, and, a, and a healthy relationship with their partner because that can be a pretty stressful time for them. Um, and a lot of the time those guys with fertility issues are just sort of left, left to ebb and flow and hopefully hopefully they sort, sort it all out. Um, they're probably the main conditions. Phimosis, which is a tight foreskin. Um, you know, we do a little bit of work with guys that have got phimosis. Um, but, but that's probably the crux of it, Warwick. And I think, as you mentioned earlier, it, it's you're not trying to be a one-stop shop, as in you're going to solve every problem, but you certainly can talk to every problem. And if they need a referral to someone else, like an exercise physiologist or a physiotherapist or something like that, um, you know, at least you can direct them in the right way, understanding all those conditions, I guess. Isn't that correct? Yeah. And it's a bit, sometimes it's just about having a listening ear, right? You know, when you've had a, had a tough day, you've been diagnosed with something you don't really like the sound of, you do a bit of a Google search and it all looks pretty bleak. You know, sometimes it's just about having a, you know, a listening ear that might be able to help you better understand what you've just heard from the doctor. Um, because we know that the doctors deliver this sort of news regularly and, you know, it can be really challenging for them as well, you know, to have to continually deliver this sort of news to patients, um, you know, and sometimes they're busy and don't have enough time to elaborate particularly about the condition or the management. Um, and you can be left floundering a little bit and unsure about the future. So sometimes it's just about that listening ear that can reassure you that it's okay, there's options, there's X, there's Y, there's Z. It doesn't have to be surgery. It doesn't have to be something that's scary or frightening. And if it does have to be, we're here to support you and put you in touch with others that can do likewise. You know, pelvic floor exercises, for example, can be done by any physiotherapist. They can advise you on that stuff, but they may not necessarily have the skill set or the familiarity with men to ensure that the male's comfortable and understands what they need to do. You know, it's different to doing a female's pelvic floor. The cues and the way you would treat a male to a female is often different as well. So it's about being put in touch with the right person in the allied healthcare team that's going to make that patient feel comfortable, understood and better informed so that they can take their diagnosis and you know, come out the other side of it with a good outcome and, and good quality of life. It's no good having quantity of life if you don't have the quality. So if we fast forward, I guess, to today, you've been doing this for eight or ten years. It's been a journey you've taken where you've educated yourself and educated others. You liaise with urologists and allied healthcare. You now have clinics, as you said, in most parts around Australia, either um, standalone clinics uh, in medical precincts or you have clinics in pharmacies. So um, we mentioned at the beginning of the introduction, you're about to start on, on your next journey. So what's, what's this one all about? And I said it's a figurative and literal journey. So maybe you can explain that to the listeners, Brad. It's, uh, it's, it's the holy grail, I think. It's the, the Australian big lap. Um, so we head off just after Easter. So start of April, we head off and we're doing the big lap around Australia in an anti-clockwise direction. So we're heading out on the road. So the four kids, the wife, myself, the big car and the caravan and we're going to travel around Australia with the um, the hope of delivering some workshops and and free consultations to men uh, in regional and remote parts of Australia and I mean like I said at the start this is something that's close to my heart as a regional kid 
growing up, um, witnessing healthcare in the bush and, and still dealing with healthcare in the bush. I'm still a, a partner in a pharmacy in Armadale in New South Wales, where I, where I grew up. Um, you know, we know that the challenges out there are different to those in metropolitan areas. So we're hitting the road and uh, we're going to be knocking out the kilometres right around this wonderful country of ours. We'll be stopping off in uh, in all states and territories with the exception at the moment of Tasmania. We will do a special trip down to Tassie so you guys aren't forgotten down there at some point in the next 12 to 18 months. Uh, but the primary focus this, this trip over the next six months is going to be calling in on regional towns and communities to help, well, to talk about men's health generally, uh, to talk about the urological health, so anything related to the penis, continence and, and the prostate, um, but also to speak to interested doctors, urologists, allied healthcare professionals, pharmacists that are in those communities and they are outlying communities as well, just to give them an understanding as to what it is we do, how we can help and maybe even educate them a little bit. There's some really simple things that they can do that'll make the guys' lives easier in terms of managing these conditions. Um, and it might actually just be a referral so that the guy can talk with us at the end of the phone or on the video, conf video consult. So what it roughly looks like, Warwick, is head north. We'll stop at Armadale um, in northern New South Wales. We'll do a day's worth of consults up there and a workshop. So a workshop will be the patients will come along. We're coming to the Armadale Golf Club and uh, we'll be there from 9, 9.30. And we'll just have a, a bit of a forum. So we'll be there. We can talk about anything the guys want. Um, it'll largely look at erectile, prostate, incontinence issues and it'll just be very broad, generalised nature information that they'll hopefully find helpful so that they feel better informed and more knowledgeable about what's going on. Um, we'll do that for a couple of hours, we'll have, have a beer with them and, uh, and then we'll head to the, to the Mount View Pharmacy in Armidale which is a nice pharmacy there and we'll do the consults there so I'll do 20 minute consultations with any of the blokes that want to have a consult or any doctors or allied healthcare that want to come through, they'd be most welcome to book in and we'll do 20 minute consultations free of charge um, so that the guys can ask their individual questions. Obviously in a forum setting you, know, you might not want to put your hand up and say oh listen I've got erectile dysfunction and I've tried Viagra but it's not much good. Um, you know, that could be a bit embarrassing in a small community town like that. So come into the pharmacy with a booking and um, We'll, we'll be happy to speak through, set up some plans, some options, talk to you about, you know, whatever the question might be. So that's the plan at this point. Um, we'll be doing that sort, of a, that sort of a forum in the morning and consults for the rest of the day um, in, in a bunch of different places we go. So I, I, I would be, it would, we've, we've, we haven't locked in too many, but at this point we're thinking probably Toowoomba, uh, Rockhampton, Cairns, Mount Isa, Catherine, Broome, and then we'll go down the WA coast and we'll do a bunch on the WA coast as well, coming back into South Australia, probably Wyala and maybe out in the Barossa as well, um, before we come back to Canberra in, in late, mid to late October um, and, and get back to real life. So, Brad, I mean, this is supposed to be a family holiday, so I know you're combining the, the work and the holiday in this one, but I guess off the back of it, when you um, get back to Canberra in October, November this year, what are you hoping by going around Australia and having these talks and um, to all these uh, doctors and patients or potential patients, what are you hoping the outcome's going to be? Like, what do you want the discussion to be after this? I mean, really, what we want is for men to feel more comfortable talking about their, their, their urological health. 
We know that it takes guys on average three years to talk to their GP about erectile dysfunction. Three years is a bloody long time to wait. And what we do know about erectile dysfunction as an example is that it's often a symptom of something else. So, you know, if you've got erectile dysfunction, it could actually be that your heart needs some help. And, you know, that's bloody important. You've got to, you've got to look after your, after your heart. It could be related to your prostate. So these sorts of, these sorts of other more serious concerns, prostate health, cardiovascular health, mental health, they can all impact on erectile function. So to wait three years to talk to the doctor because you can't get a, a good stiffy, that's not good enough. So I want, we want the guys to feel comfortable talking about this stuff with their GP, with their partner, with their pharmacist. It doesn't matter who they talk to. We know in regional and remote parts of the country, the pharmacist is often the first port of call. The GPs might be transient. There might not be one in the local community. There might be one there, but you know, that they see your wife and it's a female, so you maybe you're not comfortable. We know that the pharmacy is a good place to go to get general information and support. So if, if for Noah, if, if I don't achieve anything else, it's that I want the boys to feel both comfortable um, in talking to their local pharmacist or giving us a call because there's stuff that we can do and it might actually be the conversation that, that can save your life from something more sinister going on. Um, so that, that really is the primary motivation to get out, spread the word, break down the barriers and, um, and, and you know, make men feel more comfortable about seeking help with their health. Women are really good at it. Women are good at talking about it and acting on it. Men need a little bit of encouragement. So that's the primary motive, mate. And, and part of, I guess, what you're doing too, Brad, I mean, you're not going to be see everyone in the locations you're at, but people do have the opportunity to jump on, I guess, these days with technology, you can jump on telehealth and, and get a hell of a lot done. Not all consultations have to be face-to-face. -face. Obviously, there's, I assume there's some advantage in some of the circumstances um, where you're trying to show a patient how to do something, but you can do a lot over telehealth, I'm assuming, these days. And... So even more you're going around for the people you can't see, they can contact other men's health practitioners and potentially get some of that help they need. Yeah, absolutely. So the local pharmacy that we'll be, we'll be, we'll be working with in those different communities um, will, be, will be charged with taking the appointments, those little 20 minute con um, complimentary consultations. Um, and obviously, if and when they fill up, any overflow will then be able to be pushed back through to the, to the capital cities to the pharmacists that work in those clinics, um, you know, Brisbane, Sydney, Melbourne, Canberra, Hobart, Perth, um, they'll be able to be pushed back to those places. So we don't want any man, no man will go without, let me, let me put it that way. Nobody will go without. If there's questions that need to be answered and consults that need to be had, they will be had um, one way or another, be it face to face or over the phone. And uh, you know, for some men, talking over the phone is actually safer for them, and that might sound strange, but you know they don't they don't have to they don't have to bear all they don't have to um you know feel quite as embarrassed because they're not with the other with the with the practitioner that's helping them and that that can have its own benefits um it's harder obviously if you're trying to demonstrate something as you say but but you know this idea of being at the other end of the phone line for for some of these men's health conditions some of the guys are actually super comfortable with that and would would perhaps even even prefer that i think that's a, it's a it's a great initiative Brad and i think it'll be um you know, really interesting just to see the engagement you get and I wouldn't be surprised if, uh, you know, even with your, you know, um, the consults you're doing, we, you know, you see a lot more uptake on people looking on your website for more information um, and, you know, just piquing curiosity. I think it's certainly an area in the conversations I've had with you, this is our 27th conversation on a podcast, 
Um, there's so much that uh, blokes don't understand about this area until something goes wrong and then they might, like you say, talk to anyone about it or don't understand there are, are ways to help themselves. So I think uh, raising that awareness, and I know you've won a number of awards just for, for the work you do do, raising that awareness. I think it's fantastic to be able to uh, make more people around Australia, especially those in the bush, um, aware of it, because it does seem to be a lot of medical care is very capital uh, city centric, um, which makes sense, but uh, it's nice just to have that awareness. So if people know that and they can get hold of you, um, you know, using technology these days, which is fantastic. So it's not quite missing out as much in the bush um, as they have in the past. Yeah, and look, I think it, you know, the other thing to acknowledge with the trip is that you know, it's not sponsored, it's, we're just doing it off our own back and um, we've been fortunate in that we've got just the written support from, you know, from groups like Men's Shed, you know, they're a fantastic organisation out in the bush. So Men's Shed are on board, they've, they've given a, their support to us. Movember, another really great initiative. Um, Healthy Mail, which is an, another super initiative related to men's health and provision of general information that the guys can seek out. You know, the Pharmaceutical Society and the Pharmacy Guilds of Australia are behind us. Um, and to, uh, the Australian Patients Association, Australian Men's Health Forum. These are really good not-for-profit groups that, that have said, yeah, look, bloody great. You know, I'm glad to hear you getting out doing it. Please get our logo on stuff. And, and you know, we're looking to help build, build awareness not about just our plight and, and men's urological health, but, but also about what, what these other organisations are doing for men and patients generally, because sometimes you can feel pretty isolated and alienated if you're out in the bush on your own, but there's some really good organisations out there that are, that are there to support and advocate for you. And um, you know, I think uh, having their support makes us feel more confident that we can deliver a really holistic service to, to these boys in the bush. That's fantastic, Brad, and thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, it's certainly going to be an exciting journey for you and your family, um, and I know you'll be giving us regular updates on your trip. But in the meantime, if someone wants to contact you or one of your team, um, how should they go about that? Yeah, so um, telephone's always there. Might go to an answering service if we're tied up in consultation, but 1300 006438, 1300 MHT or 6438. On the socials, we're on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, the website menshealthdenunder.com.au. You can actually uh, log into the website there, and uh, if you've got, if you did want some information, you put it in a little um, box when you sign up. That'll come through to us, and we can get back to you on uh, any any little questions you might have that you pop in there. And uh, or, you know, you can get us on the email as well. So info at menshealthdenunder.com.au. Thanks, Brad, and uh, wish you all uh, safe travels to you and your family over the next six months. And we look forward to hearing your updates. Thanks, Warwick. We'll um, have plenty of updates for you. I can promise you that. We'll talk to you soon. Some of the information in this podcast may be of a medical nature, including discussions about medical conditions, treatments, and other insights related to patients' experiences. The opinions and advice articulated in the podcast are intended to be general in nature and do not constitute specific medical advice or opinion. Please refer to your own doctor or healthcare team or one of the Men's Health Dananda practitioners if you have a specific question or concern.